My name is Joe DiBiase, and I am not recording this from the normal location that I record this podcast. And I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I could probably say the same thing. Yes, we're going to have new setups. Um, I'm going to be in my studio, actually, at uh, WGR here in Buffalo for the majority of our podcast, probably going forward now. And uh, there's a new exciting opportunity for Jordan. We, we're not going to get too much into it yet. Um, but this is the Locked on Sabres podcast. And I put a poll up at Locked on Sabres the other day. Jordan, I know you saw it. But um, your thoughts on those options? If, if uh, you had moved to, if, like, of those four cities. And those were those the right four cities to pick, by the way, if you not don't know what we're talking about. I put a poll up. Um, which fan base would you least want to deal with on a daily basis as a Sabres fan? Boston, Toronto, Carolina, or Philadelphia? Now, I felt like those were the four most hated potentially fan bases for Sabre fans. But do you think there's someone else that maybe was left out there? I thought about Ottawa. No, yeah. I, I don't think Ottawa. Ottawa had their stint with us in the mid-2000s, which is, I guess is Carolina, too. So... I guess Ottawa might have fit, but yeah. I think for the older crowd, Philadelphia fits more. I think that was a definite more hated thing. I feel like they played yeah. each other more back then, too. Oh, definitely. And that they beat us in the finals in 75. Uh, the, the Broad Street Bullies, I'm sure they were no fun to play against and watch them play against. Uh, Carolina and Philly tied for last. 3.6% of that poll. Toronto came in first i get that toronto fans are annoying and they think that they're you know they think that they're they're hot you know what um so toronto i think i I expected them to win i boston i'm not surprised was a close second uh those would definitely be the top two we got a couple interesting polls up at locked on sabers be sure to check us out on twitter there um one of which was what is the most unbreakable sabers record we spoke about that on our last show and McGillney's 76 goal season came out just ahead of Rob Ray's 3,189 career penalty minutes. Uh, Gilbert Perot's 1,326 career points finished a distant fourth. Uh, I think that would probably have to be Eichel, no? Like, Eichel, how many years do you think he's got to play to get to 1,326 points? Uh, how much was it? That's again? 1,326. He's not going to point. He's probably hope over a long career he averages about 80 to 85 with hopefully a couple of hundred point seasons in there so he'd have to play here probably for like 17 18 years to sniff that record yeah but that one i guess is i think it's fair where it is at uh you know fourth i mean mcgillney's is never going to be touched and ray's for sure will never be touched i thought ray should have won that poll but um i can understand too like 76 goals and Nobody in the NHL is going to sniff that. Right. Yeah, no, no, nobody should unless the game drastically changes, which that's why I thought fighting uh, the fighting, the penalty minutes would not would be more unbreakable. I can't see the sport ever going back to the days of the goons, but I could see them in, you know, the long course, 20, 30 years. They could certainly go back to uh, some big goals, eight, five games, especially Gary Bettman's not going to be in charge forever. So you don't you don't know what's going to happen. Um, lots to get to on today's podcast. I've got number seven on our Sabres. 15. Rank the Sabres uniforms. We are one week removed from the Sabres announcing their royal blue uh, uniforms, the, the current one. Not going to include them in our rankings today. 
okay. We try not to include, you know, slight moderations of other jerseys. So, for instance, to us, that we're, we're ranking like the classic uh, Sabres uniforms, the classic white, for instance, like that is 1970 through 1976. I know that there was a slight blue change actors in the early eighties. There was a stripe removed at one point, or maybe there was a stripe added at one point. The logo, you know, looked like a kindergartner had thrown it together in 1970. Whereas at the end, it looked more like the current Sabre logo, but the Jersey itself was, uh, was, pretty much the same so we're keeping that and we're not going to include the new uniform so we're going to rank all of the sabers uniforms um in in an upcoming uh, portion of this podcast but um sad news is where we've got to start i mean it, it's sad to say that we never got to saw him play because he was such an incredible player but dale, but dale howarchuk who do you think of even with those 90s teams he's probably the fourth name you get to you get the lafontaine and mcgillney and andrew chuck before you get to Howard Chuck, the production was there. Like he was such a good player, an underappreciated player. Um, I know he went to the Saber Hall of Fame in 2011, but like all time points wise, like this guy ranks up there for, for Saber uh, for Saber history. Um, yeah, you know, uh, 57 is really young, and uh, you know, cancer sucks, and like it just it just stinks. Um. Yeah, for all I've heard was good things about Dale Howarchuk um, from, you know, my dad and people that actually watched him play. All you heard was, you know, this guy, this guy was an awesome player. And, like, you know, the Sabres would be lucky to have a guy like him now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, just terrible loss for the franchise and, uh, you know, prayers to the family. Third in Sabre history, by the way, in points per game. So, like, the production is crazy. 98, 80, I guess I earlier, 89 points, 98 points, 96, 86, and then 16 and 23 games before he's traded. That, that career for the Sabres is pretty incredible. And, you know, back in the day where, like, the quote-unquote hockey trade was more regular, Phil Howe, who would put up the numbers he had for Dale Howarchuk, like, both teams t- take a bow, like, w- with a with a massive and fun trade there. Um, the Sabres maybe built early 90s teams on at least at center on two like hockey trades because you traded Housley straight up for Howardchuk. You traded Turgeon straight up for LaFontaine. Um, and, uh, you know, Howardchuk, the number one center for uh, your brother Ryan's uh, locked on Sabres uh, NHL team. That's uh, right. Did, did, did a fair job, I thought. Like he was, he was, a, he was a good number one center, I thought. Better than Gilbert. Uh, he did. he had a better tournament than Perot and Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he'd probably. I mean, he would probably rank. I mean, where would he rank all time in Saber centermen? He would rank behind Perot and Lafontaine. Um, he would. I mean, given the seasons he had, I would still put him above Eichel. But even if that might not hold up for very long, and then you know, Turgeon wasn't here long enough. And honestly, Howardchuk put up better production. Like he might be, he might, he might be top five. He might be top five. Um, Dale Howardchuk passed away due to stomach cancer at the age of 57. As Jordan said, uh, thoughts and prayers to his, uh, to his family. Cause it sounds like from everybody in hockey that if you didn't know Dale Howardchuk and, or if you didn't watch Dale Howardchuk, you missed out. Um, and the guy's a hockey hall of famer for a reason. So there's that. And we will uh, move on from that 
to uh, some more silliness here on the podcast. Uh, we did talk a lot about the new Sabres uniforms on the podcast last week, right after they were uh, they were announced and they came out. They're back to the royal blue. They're back to looking like the classic uniforms. So me and Jordan, you know, of course, we're not too far away from that. We like to rank things. There's some good list podcasting. Is, uh, is always fun. So we're going to rank our top Sabre jerseys, and we're going to rank them all, really. From 14, we, we have 14 total uniforms that we're going to rank for the Sabres. We're going to start at the bottom and work our way up to number one uh, before I do number seven on our Sabres 50 list. So let's do that now. And Jordan, I'll let you kick things off. Number 14, which actually this might be more, even more intriguing as what number one is, or at least as intriguing as to what your worst saber uniform in history is. Turdburger. Oh, <laughs> that's probably the most popular answer. I don't think I don't think it's even close, honestly. Like all the other ones have at least something endearing about it, whether it's the logo or just kind of the style of the jersey. Um, the Turdburger, I think, had everything was horrible. I think that the number font was weird. Uh, oh, well, I guess the captain thing on the shoulder was kind of cool. But besides that, like, there's really nothing to nothing to be excited about. And it all started from that fateful Steve Ott picture. Is that not like the the poster for the Sabers Death Twenty Tens? Is Scott in that yellow uniform looking like? It's almost like when you're kind of annoyed with somebody, but you or like you're mad, but you have to take a picture and they tell you, hey, smile, but you don't really want to smile because you're upset inside. Like that's the face Steve Ott is making um, in this back room somewhere in, in the Sabres facilities. Um, you know, I don't have it dead last. I don't. Uh, so I'll talk that's more impossible. about it from my frame my frame point in just in, in a little bit. Uh, but my least favorite and my worst saber uniform in history to me is the white slug, the white slug it plain the white combination with the, with the, the silver, um, the logo itself can't carry the uniform. So it, it was just a little bit too weird for me. It seemed very plain, uh, nothing being on the shoulders either. I was not a big fan of the white slug. Mm. I mean, I'll I'll share my thoughts on on the white slug in a bit because uh, I think it's way too low here. The dead last? Do you think dead last is way too? I think low? dead last is low. I think you're sleeping on the white slug. Um, uh, but I'll, right, I'll so move on to with- yeah, I'll move on to thirteen here. Uh, Navy home, <laughs> Navy home is my second least favorite jersey. Every time I watch the Sabers in the Navy home jerseys, the ones that they just recently wore. Um, they look like it just looks like too it's way too dark. Like it's just like it looks like they're wearing like do you remember those Islanders jerseys where they were like all black? That was what those yes. what the Sabres navies reminded me of. And it's like it's just way too dark. Like that's just not what the Sabres are. And I think that it just it also just reminds me of losing. Um I think we had the one like two thousand eleven was like the only year that they kind of were successful in those. Um, so yeah, I just, I really don't like the Navy that, that we agree on one. That's, that's a good start. I think that we agree on one. Cause I have the home navies as well at 13. That that's kind of a, who's like the guy in for the Sabres or sports who started off really hot and then just completely faded. Uh, because that's like the Navy jer- Jersey showed up during the slug era. 
as their third uniform. And I feel like at that point in time, everybody loved them. And when they switched over to those being the home uniforms, it was a very popular move. But that very quickly faded into, oh, they look like they're black on TV. Um, the uniforms looked like black jerseys. So uh, that, that, that to me kind of killed them as uniforms. And the fact that they lost in them the entire time they were their jerseys uh, is uh, not, not a good thing for them. So I also have them at 13. You're number 12 on your Sabre uniform ranking. Um, the Navy Road. I think the white jerseys for the Sabres just genuinely, gen- generally look better than the home ones. Um, and I think that, I, but I still think like the colors are just off and it just bothers me. Like every time I watch them this year, like the shoulders were just too dark and, uh, you know, I'm glad they got it fixed. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I, I just weren't, wasn't a fan of any of the jerseys that they wore for the past like five years. I, uh, my number 12 is the yellow turd burgers. Uh, <laughs> I will defend these jerseys. I, they are not good. Don't get me wrong. I have them at number 12. They are the third worst uniforms to me in Sabres history. But I always, as a kid growing up, I always want, when they switch back to blue and gold, I always wanted yellow alternate. And this is about as bad a job I feel like you could do for a yellow they didn't, alternate. They didn't try hard enough. They only. They only colored in half the jersey yellow. <laughs> well, you're right. Like they are only they're only half yellow. Um, so they're they're almost not even really yellow alternates. And then there's two different shades of yellow. Like the middle of the torso part of the uniform for some reason was more gold than the arms were. So they kind of obliterated it as an idea. But I still loved the idea so much. And I feel like if the team was good, we might not have hated them as much. The silver just needed to go away, though. I'll say this. The the yellow, if they did the yellow now with the royal and they kind of had that Sweden look, yeah, the Sabres could have something there. Like, that would look really cool. That needs to be the next alternate idea. Yeah. But I feel like the the turd burger, like, killed yellow for the fan base forever. (laughs) I that's I almost hate them so much just because of that. It's like I wanted yellow for so long. We finally got it. It was the worst thing ever, and now nobody ever wants to go back to it. Um, that's essentially what happened there. So I have them in number 12. I'm sure I would have them higher than probably anybody else that watches this team, covers this team, roots for this team. Uh, number 11, I'll go with number 11 here. We'll we'll rotate more here. I, my number 11 is the 0607 uh, third uniforms. Hmm. And they, these are... I guess the jersey itself is not much of a variation from the classic homes, but the added in factor of the Navy pants, the Navy gloves, the Navy helmet. I mean, it. I liked them. They were okay. I liked when they wore them that season, but looking back now, it just looks like, what are you doing? It's it looks a, awful. It looks it, awful. <laughs> it does. I agree. Like it's, it looks, uh, it looks exactly what you would think it does. Like, Oh, that happened 15 years ago when, like the play, they just kind of threw together a jersey and said, "Oh, we just wear your regular equipment." Yeah, looks like it looks like like what you would wear to like a practice skate. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like the it looks like warm ups, like it's a special warm up night. Um, yeah, and you're wearing whatever. Uh, okay, so I've got the 0607 third is my number eleven. Your number eleven? You're gonna you're gonna hate this. Oh no! What? The fiftieth anniversary jersey. Oh, what do you, what? What do you mean? The f- I don't the, like this look. I just didn't like it. Like I liked the white gloves. That was about it. Like I didn't. I didn't really care for it. I didn't find it super special. 
Like, I didn't think it was unique. It just, like, they just made it shinier. Like, I didn't, I was not impressed. I didn't, I didn't care enough. Wow. I, I am stunned by this. I think this is worse than me having, not having the turd burgers at last. I, I really do. The turd burger is the worst jersey in the history of sports. Maybe we'll have to put that on a poll. What what's a what's wor- what's a worse take? Me saying that the Turd Burgers aren't the worst Sabres uniforms ever, or 50th anniversary jerseys are the fourth worst uniforms in Sabre history. Um, oh, I loved them. We'll get to uh, we're gonna have to wait a while for me to get to them because I have them pretty high. Um, all right, number ten for me is the white navy uniforms. I, I put these a little bit higher than than the home. I liked the white ones; like they were good, they were fine. Um, they weren't anything special. I wish the blue was was lighter, but you know, you you kind of forgot more about the the blue and like annoying you with the uh, with the whites and the the, sh- the shoulder combo. It, it reminded me enough of of the classic saber roads that uh, I'll, I'm not putting them as low as some of these others, but 10, you know, 10 is not very high. So that's where I have them. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, I think the 1970, the original sabers logo is just like, I think it pops better off the white jerseys. I think it's because, you know, it's like, it's, it's very much like a crest or like a shield. And for some reason, it's just like the white jerseys just go really well with that logo. It's kind of the opposite of like the, the slug. Like the slug looks better in the navy than with the whites. Yes, um, exactly. And speaking of the slug, the white slug comes in here at ten. Um, I didn't hate the slugs, to be honest. I, I bought one immediately. Like I kind of liked like the flashiness of it. Um, the logo was weird. Like put some legs on that buffalo. But besides that, like. I, I think the I think the the Buffalo Slug jerseys were cool, um, and they epitomized winning. So uh, yeah. yeah, like I, I I don't really have much to to complain about. With the white <laughs> Put some legs on that Buffalo though is is a is a potential title for this podcast. Yeah, uh, like I don't need the lightning the lightning Buffalo or whatever <laughs> whatever they were trying to do there. They didn't they didn't do it right. I, I don't know what they were trying to go for. Uh, it was weird. But you know why we like, you like them and I like them more than most is because winning. Like, they won. They made the playoffs yeah. four, four out of the six years that they wore those, including one of the best years in franchise history. Um, so, yeah, that's why I think we'd have them high. Number nine for me is the Black Goathead. I think mm-hmm. it's weird about your theory about, you know, like, you comparing the, the white, um uniforms with the dark logo to like the slugs where you I, I agree i have the blue a lot higher than the white because i think that the slug does pop a little bit more on the dark here though i, I don't some something about the goat head didn't do that for me maybe it's because there's more darkness in the logo um and don't get me wrong i love that era of sabers hockey it's what i grew up on but they would be a clear number three for me of that era when it comes to jerseys. So they have, they're my number nine. I disagree with this. (laughs) I disagree with this wholeheartedly. I think the black one is the best Jersey of the three. Oh, no way. We'll we'll get, we'll get there later. Um, so for mine is, uh, the Oh six, Oh seven third. We, we already addressed all the problems with it. Um, I did like Mm -hmm. the Jersey, like the Jersey itself was almost perfect. Like, yep. they just they just for some reason they didn't they didn't give the sabers extra you know pants and helmets and gloves <laughs> to wear. 
Like they just decided, you know, just throw on this, <laughs> throw on this one today. Huh? And then <laughs> that was all they did. So that, that was the main problem with that is just that it didn't really fit. Yeah. Um, all right. My number eight is the blue slug. Uh, I do think that the logo pops on that uniform, that team won. Um, and I, I, again, like, like you, I don't hate the slug as much as most people did. I thought the silver was a little strange. I don't know why the Sabres ever included silver in any of their uniforms ever. Um, and they did do that with that little whoosh going or like underneath the arm or whatever was going on there. But it was fine. It was fine, and it was clear. To, it was way better to me than the away ones. Um, so I'll go with the slug at number eight, the blue slug. <clears throat> My number eight is the red alternate. Didn't like the red alternate. Why? I did like it. I mean, now we're getting to jerseys that I like. I think all these ones that are upcoming, I like them all. Um, the red alternate is just too too much going on. Like at the waist, it says Buffalo. Um, it's a hockey puck with swords. That's all the logo is. That's not overly impressive. Uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's fine. It was cool that it was like you had something different that also like fit the color scheme. But, you know, I thought it was a little bit too flashy for my taste. Oh, too flashy. I mean, too, there's too a flashy. lot going on in that jersey, man. Is there? You just said it was too simple for you with the logo. Well, no, the, the puck is well, why I don't. I also hate that's like my biggest pet peeve in sports is all the logos that have to have like the ball of which they play with <laughs> in the logo. Like uh-huh. basketball is like the king of this. I don't think there's one NBA logo that doesn't have a basketball on it. <laughs> yeah, that's a who. What NBA team? The Nuggets, I think, don't. No, the Nuggets is like a ba- It's a basketball. Uh, oh yeah, they switched it now. They now theirs has a basketball. Like I don't need. I know you play basketball. You don't need to. Oh, you don't need to good constantly what, tell me. What NBA team doesn't have a basketball in its logo? I've I've come to terms that I think it's every single one has a basketball in the logo. The Raptor? Did the Jazz have one? Is that why you like the Utah yeah, Jazz? No, no, the Jazz have one. It's on the J. The Timberwolves? <laughs> nope. The wolf I, is inside I, of a basketball. Oh my god! Someone has to have one. Someone I think the one. new Bucks logo doesn't have one. Okay, that's. I think that's right. All right, good. Go Bucks. Go um, Bucks. <laughs> There's too many basketballs. The have no ball in their logo. But they have, yeah. Hockey, the thing I love yeah. is that they don't really um, do that okay. that much. And the Sabres are like, let's just have a puck with swords. I don't need that. I don't, I don't like it. That's, well, we've got, the, we've got the classic logo back. So at least there's Yeah, that. we're good. Um, all right, moving on to no, we're and like you said, we're into jerseys we like. Like there is more than there's eight jerseys I like, nine jerseys really I would say that I really did like in Saber history. These are all and we're positive number jerseys. seven. So like, after after oh six oh seven third for me, they're all every jersey yes. left is a positive fondness. Yep, same same for me. Uh, my number seven is the 2018 Winter Classic uniform. Uh, always a little annoyed of that little NY hanging out at the bottom of the crest, um, but I can get past that to see that I love the logo on the shoulders. I'm glad they're bringing that back and incorporating them in the new uniforms, the yellow buffalo with the word mark sabers on the inside of it. That's going on the new helmets. Uh, I like that on that shoulder patch. I like the texture look of those shoulders, and it was the right blue. 
Like th- we hadn't seen it in a while. They gave us a third jersey that had the right color blue in it. And I was very happy to see that. And I liked that they were white too. Um, so I was a big, big fan of those uniforms. And um, yeah, th- they are my number seven, even though they uh, have the NY in them because Sabres had to be the home team because of this Rangers contract uh, back in uh, 2018. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. 2018 Winter Classic is my next pick. Uh, you know, all the things you said. Um, I hate when Buffalo gets can, like just constantly lumped in with New York City when they're totally different places and they're like eight hours apart. Um, I, I love that jersey. I think the the one thing you didn't mention was the uh, the striping. I love the striping on this jersey. I think there was like three. It was oh, like yeah. three yellow blues like down the bottom of the jersey. I just thought that was awesome. Too bad that they played horrible. (laughs) Yeah, too bad they were, they stunk uh, in that game. All right, so that is our bottom half of the Sabres uniforms rankings, our worst Sabres uniforms. Uh, To recap my list, I had the White Slugs at dead last, the Home Navies at second last, Turd Burgers at 12, 0607 third uniforms at 11, White Navy jerseys at 10, the Black Goathead at 9, the Blue Slug at 8, and the 2018 Winter Classics I had at 7. Jordan, your list was? Uh, I started out with the Turd Burger because it was terrible, um, then the, the Home Navy, then the Road Navy, then the 50th anniversary jersey, which was controversial, um, the White Slug, the 0607 third jersey, um, the red alternate, and then the 2018 Winter Classic. So the two that I have in my top half that you don't, are the 50th anniversary, what I call the 49th anniversary uniforms, uh, and the red alternate. And then you would have the blue have the black slug goat head. and the black goat head are in my top six. Ah, okay. I'm wondering how high in your top six. Um, I have a feeling we'll have the same number one, but I'm not sure about that. We'll find out on our next episode, though. Um, all right. So that's our bot. That's our worst Saber uniforms in team history. We're going to do, I'm going to do number seven on the Sabres 50 list when we come back. I'm going to take a quick moment, though, before we do that, to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is back with 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors caramel brownie, cookies and cream. I'm, how, cookies and cream. You got to have cookies and cream. It's, it's an all time great flavor, no matter what you're talking about, I think. Uh, cherry Barcia. See what they did there? Lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, six new flavors. I got to try them all. Um, I actually have had the caramel brownie. The caramel brownie is very good. And that is on addition to the 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and my still number one peanut butter brownie. Bars are 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft, easy to chew, great for healthy, conscious guys. You're always talking below 5 grams of net carbs, below 5 grams of sugar, and you're getting between 15 and 20 grams of protein in every bar. Built Bar has a special promotion right now, free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Joe DiBiase, at SneakyJoeWGR on Twitter. Jordan Hanskin, at JR Hanskin on Twitter. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. 
Uh, we are up to number seven in our Sabres 50 list, the 50 greatest individuals. I should have had the list in front of me. I'm going to try to do this by memory. Number one on our list was Dominic Hasek. Number two was Gilbert Perot. Number three, Lindy Ruff. Number four, Rick Jenneret. Number five, the Knox is the number six, Jordan, uh, very cleverly, which I would have forgot. Rob Ray, uh, number six on our list. And uh, I am up to number seven. And this is where I think like six, the top six are like almost a tier of their own. Um, and now that we're at the seven, I have, I just, I, I have this uh, feeling that this is a different tier. But that's not to besmirch anybody that we're about to put on the list. My number seven, and the guy I'm putting in at number seven, is the late Rick Martin. Um, legendary member of the French Connection. To me, pretty definitively, the second best member of the French Connection. Um, it's incredible to me that he is not in the Hockey Hall of Fame for how good of a player that he really was. Um, and whenever anyone talks about Rick Martin, they always talk about how amazing he was as a person, how amazing he was in the community. Like when you would have the Sabres would have a golf tournament or a WGR would have a, a celebrity golf tournament. Like Martin, I, you wanted to go with just because he was so funny. He was so great with the storytelling and he had so many stories, like just a personality. Um, I only met him once and I did as a kid, so I didn't really get to know him all that much. And it seems like, again, like we mentioned this Dale Howard Chuck earlier, kind of the reaction to his passing away. But these are guys that it sounds like if you didn't know them, you missed out. Um, and of course, speaks for himself like a player. 681 games, 695 points. Um, Two back-to-back 50-goal seasons in 74 and 75. His name from the Raptors. I'm putting Rick Martin at number seven. And Kat, you know, didn't even think of, by the way, until this very moment. Fitting, because he wore number seven and seven is retired. Um, how do we feel about that? I, I like that pick. Um, I think that you could have went with, uh, you know, a couple different directions, but I think Rick Martin is actually the best choice um, for all the reasons you said. Um, like, I think being a part of the community, I think, should move you up the leaderboard. I think that's yep. I think that's very important. Um, that's why I think Rob Ray shot up my leaderboard at least. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looking at Rick Martin, a story that I had was you know my grandfather like loved the old Sabers. Like he doesn't really watch games that much anymore, but he uh. He loved that old Sabres team, and he would always talk about Rick Martin, how cool Rick Martin was. And, uh, you know, just seems like, you know, another, another you know, life that ended uh, too short, to be honest. Like, just hearing about all the great things he was, not just on the ice, but off the ice in the Buffalo community. I think that that's uh, really important. I'm, I'm happy to have him in our top ten. And definitely, uh, we talked about this before, but a, a def- definite contender for the greatest mustache in Sabres history. Uh, it's him and Wendy Ruff. Like that, right? That, that's the top two. I feel like I always forget someone whenever this comes up, but we've talked about greatest mustaches in Sabres history. Uh, Reinhardt? Who? Reinhardt. Reinhardt? Reinhardt? No. Oh, my God. I, oh, he did try to grow a mustache, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. There's nobody on the team now that has one. Bogosian maybe had one for a for a for a minute. Um, nobody else that I can think of. I can't Rico. think of any that had them. Yeah, 
Yeah, me neither. But Rico at number seven, nonetheless. Uh, and we will continue on with our list on our next episode. Jordan will name number eight on our Sabres 50 list. We'll do our top seven, our best Sabre uniforms in team history. And we've got an interesting poll that we'll have to get to in, in, a, in a little bit um, that we put up on at Locked on Sabres yesterday. We'll talk about this in the next couple episodes. Who prospect? Like you can reach his full potential. Who, 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 who you choose? Starting to wonder about um, about between the Pekka for that. So we'll do that on our next episode. Locked on Sabres. Jody Biasi and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs>